0: Welcome to Offball Banter. I'm your host Elliot Miller, and we've got a full table around here today. So I'm going to let everybody kind of introduce themselves, starting with my left.
1: All right, I'm Dave Schufelt. I'm the owner of Kalamazoo FC. Uh, I've owned it for the this is my this is our second season, um, the fifth season for the club, and uh, looking forward to it.
2: Yep. and I'm your co-host, your Cruz Alman, local supporter of KZFC grew up in Kalamazoo. Glad to be here with you guys today.
0: Excellent. Alrighty, so we have a lot to get through, especially with our special guest here, Dave. Um, a lot of insight coming from the ownership perspective, so we're going to kind of just hop right into it. And the first thing that I want to kind of chat about, Dave, is kind of how you came to own the club and what your role was before um, with Kalamazoo FC, if you had a role, and kind of connecting the gap with why you decided to um take ownership
1: yeah no I I've always been involved with the club from the start I've was on the advisory board uh f- with Mike Garrett who's the club founder mm-hmm. and um Mike did a great job did a lot of the heavy lifting um he had the club for the first three seasons mm-hmm. and um I was not only part of the advisory group but because I own a lot of apartment complexes, um, I house the players. So that was really my function for the first three years. Okay. And um, so, I mean, I'm, I was used to being around the players. Uh, you know, we employed the players. Um, I was pretty impressed with the work ethic of some of these players that Mike was bringing in. Um, and uh, I started to tell you the story before we came on air of the mm-hmm. – kid from Columbia that played for us and I wish I want to say his name was I can't remember his last name his name was Juan pretty pretty obvious from Mm. uh, Columbia I guess but uh, he uh, um, you know we asked him to paint one of our large buildings 24 unit buildings and uh, I figured it would keep him busy for like two months yeah because it took a crew of eight (laughs) to paint like (laughs) three weeks to paint it yeah after about three weeks I came by and he's like do you want to do you want to see the building you want to see the building I'm like well, sure. Where where are you at? And he goes, "I'm done with it." <laughs> and uh, he, yeah, so the work ethic that some of these kids have is it's pretty impressive. But um, but you know, Mike uh, Mike Garrett, um, you know, when he decided that he was going to relocate to Florida, um, you know, he uh, was looking for a buyer for the team, and and I think at the time there was a group that was trying to put um funding together to buy the team from Mike and there was like eight or ten guys that were trying to put this together and one of the things that I noticed right away is I'm like, eight to ten guys, that is just gonna be a decision making nightmare. Mm-hmm. And uh so <laughs> Lots I, of hands in the I said, <laughs> Yeah, right, right. I'm like, you know, I just I you know, I I own several businesses myself and it's just um uh, it uh I could tell that it's just not gonna work long term. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and over the course of a few months, I was talking to Mike, um, and finally I just decided, you know, um, I need a new challenge. Um, I've, like I said, I own several businesses, um, you know, taking this one from where Kalamazoo FC was at, which was just in, it's really in its infancy and still is in its infancy. Mm -hmm. Um, and to try to build something, a community team, you know, where, um, you know, that the, that it supports local charities, uh, and donates to local charities, which, you know, hopefully we'll talk about a little bit later, but it's a, it uh, uh, something that I want to give back to the community because honestly, the community has been great to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it supported myself, my family and, um, uh, the businesses that I've opened and, um, and I'm pretty grateful. Uh, so most of the charities that we do donate to, um, local charities and that's always that was always kind of one of my missions as we as we took over the team from mike um in uh late 2018 early 2019 so this is really the first year we're going to have a full run at mm-hmm. know, at operations
0: yeah so you mentioned that you took over the club late 2018 i think it was december when it was officially announced right. um, with the club right and the what were some of the challenges that you experienced because that gave you four full months before season started, um, for the 2019 season. And so not a whole lot of turnaround. And so what were some of the challenges that you experienced with kind of taking ownership so late before the season started?
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's typical of what I do. I have a tendency over the years to put myself in a really tough position. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, pressure makes diamonds. Yeah. Yeah. and, 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 I always seem to find a way to work my way out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's, uh, um, you know, something that I try to tell players that I've coached and and folks that, uh, um, you know, that I work with. I'm like, you know, you need to put yourself in these difficult situations with uh, no chance of maybe working your way out, and you will find a way to to work it out. And I think the biggest challenge was just, uh, because Mike and I are very similar personality types and Mm -hmm. I would I would say uh, uh, probably the easiest way to describe it is one of the main companies that I own is called RSA of Kalamazoo and most people think that stands for restoration specialist on apartments okay but it really stands for ready shoot aim which is kind of how I got (laughs) you kind of how I operate most of the time so Mike Mike operates the same way and, and so you know I'll try to communicate and he's trying to hand the ball off to me and it's kind of like uh um you know, yeah, I think we did it this way. And yeah, this is, yeah, we were close to that. And, you know, so yeah, there was a lot of things that I had to learn, learn from scratch, but Mike was really great in the transition and, Mm -hmm. and still continues to be helpful. Um, I talked to him, you know, at least two, three times a month and he has some pretty good suggestions. And, um, but, uh, there were some things that, of course, that in the short term looked like they were going to work that, you know, we had to dial back and, 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 as far as long term uh, for the team, um, we ended up uh, changing quite a few things. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that was the biggest challenge was going from, you know, how one person's operating it to a, how, you know, how, you know, I wanted to essentially operate yeah. it. And Speaking
0: uh, on that, um, so our former coach, Brian, yes. Simmons, um, he was around for the two seasons before you took over officially as owner. And then was the head coach for the season that, y- the first full season that you were owner, right? Um, so having him kind of as the foundation, um, how do you think that kind of played into that dynamic of the transition period because you had somebody already in place? Oh, it was
1: huge. I couldn't have done it without Brian. I mean, mm-hmm. he was uh, very instrumental, and in, in, you know Brian, great coach. You know, obviously we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna miss him. I and mm-hmm. you know, we can talk about. I, I'm excited about Shane of course but um Brian did a great job um very organized very efficient um uh, sometimes uh w- what was nice about Brian is, is is that you know he would just he would think outside of the coaching role sometimes and say hey have we thought about this and and what made me feel a little bit more confident in taking over from Mike was was a lot of times when he would bring up a suggestion it was already on it was already on my mind at the same time Mm -hmm. so he so he was very helpful in that that transition um did a great job with the guys I thought and quite frankly I I thought uh, I thought his last year with us was a a great season and and um you know we were sad to see him go but but the second second I you know again I have I have three kids myself when that second child's coming along it's uh It's a busy time, and, uh, you know. For our listeners,
0: our former head coach, Brian Clemens, he is expecting a second child in May, if I'm not.
1: Yeah, good luck with that, Brian.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) so, um, but, yeah, him and his staff um, did a lot of work for the club, Um, both Brian, Todd Wells, the assistant coach, and then Jake Puente, the other assistant coach. Um, Todd, thankfully, is still in the Kalamazoo area and heavily involved with youth soccer. Um, Jake kind of found greener pastures, if you're want to say it that way, down in Houston with a great opportunity with the Houston Dynamo Developmental Academy and he's got a couple high, high level boys teams um, that he's coaching down there, which is a huge opportunity for him. Um, So we were sad to see Jake go so far away. Luckily, we still have Todd and Brian in the area helping out with youth soccer um, and still obviously supporting the club, but um, this new coaching staff though, headed by Shane um a little bit different dynamic um with someone who is currently a assistant coach in the college um soccer realm and so what do you see changing kind of this year or have you already seen change
1: yeah i i mean uh, f- first of all i think shane brings great energy to the to the to the program i mean he's uh, excited um he's motivated um and he's a competitor mm-hmm. i mean he's a I mean, the one thing I, you know, the <laughs> sometimes when he and I get together and we start talking, I'm like, man, I, you know, I don't know who's got to calm who down. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> we're both pretty excitable. Yeah. And, uh, but he's, uh, he's a competitor. That's what I could say. And, and, and uh, you know, I challenged him to put together a, a squad because, like I said, I thought last year's team was solid, and he's bringing back a lot of those guys. Um, and um, um, And he's – He's, uh, he's taken his time to get the right people into the right positions. And uh, – um, but I think the that uh, – I think we – it's a huge bargain. I think initially I was a little worried because, you know, he's the assistant at Western. Mm-hmm. And we've always – we always re- – you know, um, Ch- Chad Wiseman, the head coach there, has always been really good about giving us five quality players. We had five quality players from him last year. Oh, certainly so I was a little worried because obviously with Shane coaching, we can't have any current Western players. Correct. Um, but in talking it through, that means we can. It, it does mean we can have the Western players whose eligibility's done. Obviously, the the club at Western's pretty strong. Um, so there's still a lot of resources there, and and of course, you know, with Shane having Division One contacts, um, he's his his recruiting tentacles or reach, if you will. I mean, it it goes pretty deep and, and, uh, he's pulling in some names from, from some pretty big schools from outside the area. It's a
2: fraud. It's a fraud. It's a fraud.
1: You know, who
0: aren't frauds Our friends at us cryotherapy, us cryotherapy currently has a first time customer deal going on. That is $40 and includes three of their services. What are those services you might be asking? Well, Is one full body chamber session, one localized treatment, and one 10-minute Normatec session. Limited one to customer. Let me tell you, someone who has used U.S. cryotherapy services, this deal can't be beat. So go out and check out U.S. cryotherapy in South Portage.
1: Because obviously, you know, Kalamazoo, Kalamazoo, Michigan is a great place in the summertime. So some of these these kids are coming up from down south. um, You know, because obviously it's, you know, a new experience and... Um, and he's positioning it that way. And, uh, I think, uh, hopefully as the owner, I'm giving him the tools to attract these players, housing, you know, food stipends, um, you know, entertainment, keeping these guys busy, internships, internships, working with the clubs, um, and, and of course, working with the community. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're planning on, uh, making some visits to Bronson's Mm -hmm. children's hospital and ministries with community, some other local charities out yeah. there, because I think one of the things that's important when these players come in to a town like Kalamazoo you know, it's a, it's a pretty tight community. It's a great soccer community, mm-hmm. but I think these guys um, need to understand that they're very blessed with the abilities that they've been given mm-hmm. and that, you know, not everybody's as blessed as they are and they need to understand how lucky they are in seeing some of these, these kids that um, um, are maybe not so fortunate in, um, in understanding that, you know, they have a responsibility to uh, um, to, to give back because they are so blessed. Um, yeah. It's the reason I'm doing this myself.
0: Yeah, and I think that uh, was definitely a theme that Brian really kind of drove home a lot last year was the opportunity that the whole team had no matter what your role was. And I think that that's something where... He was a very good coach, but he was also a very good um, developer of just the individual themselves. And I think that that was a huge aspect, especially for my first year part of the club, where, yes, I was here to play soccer, but Brian also did it. Brian and his coaching staff, um, I should say did a really good job of developing um, the individual, and not just the player. And speaking a little bit of some of the players, so we've got so far, we've announced five returners from last season's team which includes a couple local kids with Evan and Ryan Halloran. Mm -hmm. And so really excited to have those young Kalamazoo guys back, um, along with some of our other staples, I guess, in the team, such as Giuseppe and Lost, individuals who took home end-of-season awards for our club um, last season, and then also including Owen, again, who – Unfortunately, was ravaged a little bit by injuries last season, so we didn't quite to get to see, I would say, his full potential. But coming back again, I think that he's primed for a huge season for us. Um, but we've also had a couple announcements of new players um, kind of from a, a new caliber, I guess I, I would say, based on um, kind of what you mentioned about Shane, um, with a couple of players from big d1 soccer school um history, such as memphis and niu and so i think that this is kind of what the the upward trend is looking like where we've maintained ties with the local kids and given them chances to perform and compete for their own city while also bringing in those individuals that add a little bit different perspective different playing style um Loss is from Denmark. Um, Enrique, who's from NIU, he's from Mexico. Um, and we've got a couple of Owens from Ireland. And so having this. Got to have an Irishman. Got to have an Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> Why an Irishman? <laughs> <But laughs> got to have some fun out there. Got to yeah. have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the accent. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not saying what after <laughs> what he says at least once, then you're not really understanding. It's awesome. Oh, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that's been kind of the interesting perspective as a supporter is kind of seeing the blend of um Kalamazoo talent as well as kind of the international talent that we've brought in which I think really kind of um encapsulates the kind of the motto of the club of our town our team um to where we're bringing in this talent and it's super beneficial.
1: Yeah, no I th- I think uh, I think having a having that mix is really important and you know, as um, you know, Brian did a great job, and I'm sure Shane, from what I the interactions I've seen with Shane, is going to do the same thing. But you know, being able to blend the local guys with the the talent that comes comes from all over the country and or countries, as we're talking about, I think is is a pretty unique thing to see. Um, but you know, I mean, these you know these are young men. They're they're looking for leadership. I think I think both Brian and Shane bring that. brought I think Brian brought that to the table. I think Shane brings that to the table. Um, and, you know, in general, I mean, you know, one of the things, one of the things that I appreciate about the sport of soccer, um, is, is the fact that it's very much like, like real life. I mean, um, um, you know, when people take a, take a look at me and in my, you know, they think that you can't be a soccer guy. Just, by, <laughs> yeah. by, I've never by, said by, that. Ever. Dave's physique is uh, <laughs> one of a wrestler. So, yeah. So I, you know, I ended up picking up the game because of because of my own kids mm-hmm. and, um, and and enjoyed it. But one of the things that struck me early on, you know, when I was going through some of the the licensing courses, is uh, somebody basically asked at one point, you know, hey, how many of you guys played football, American football? of course, a lot of us raised our hands and, and they said, well, you know, football is a, football is a coach's game. Coach calls the plays, coach, you know, calls the strategy, you know, the players have to execute, you know, soccer is a, is a player's game and to be able to get these players to work together is really where the magic is. That's why it's called a beautiful game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you know, t- one of the things that struck me about soccer being, you know, a coach's role in soccer is is to get the team prepared in in practice Mm -hmm. once the game starts coach has very little control can make some subs so it's really a player's game players make the decisions you know players you know good good or bad it's much like real life Mm -hmm. you know I mean if you make a bad decision when I coach the real little kids and they make a mistake they look at me and a little bit terrified because I'm not a pretty man. And, uh, so they look at me like, Oh my, Oh my gosh, he's going to kill me. And I'm like, I just smile at him and I say, I guess you won't do that again. <laughs> and, uh, the kid just smiles and, and goes back and, and tries new things. Mm-hmm. And that's really what, what you want to have happen is, is they need to try new things and they need to try and fail. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that i I tell players I tell my own kids is I don't care if you try and fail. I care that you fail to try and um Dang. you know the only thing that uh the only thing that uh, um that I want you to remember is just you know failure's one step, you're just one step closer. i mean when we know the old story when Thomas Edison was asked, you know how did you figure out how to uh make a light bulb? He said I did, and I figured out four thousand ways not to make a light bulb <laughs> and uh you know, it's kind of the same thing with, with soccer. You try and fail. And as long as those kids are confident that, you know, that they're going to, you know, be able to try and fail, they'll, they'll continue to grow. Yeah. It's the minute where they're, they're more worried about failing than they are worried about trying. And it's real simple. It's, no, it's not much different in the business world. Most people will work harder to protect a dollar that they have than to go out and make a new one. I mean, it's just human nature. If I try to take a dollar out of your wallet, you'd fight me harder than you would to go out and try to make a new one. And I'll be honest with you: over the years, I've learned it's much easier to go out and make a new one. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just have to have the confidence to be able to go out and do that. And that's what you're trying to do. And even though these players are coming in from college, and you know they're they're grown men, mm-hmm. um, there's it's they're still at a stage where you know the the coach whoever's leading them whoever's you know around them they need to make sure that hey look you need to go forward and and continue to grow you're not done growing you're just starting to grow yeah you know that's this is an old man talking to me. Def- no young
0: <laughs> most of our players coming in are 20 21 yeah. so oh, yeah i mean that's a prime age so Yep. So we're making mistakes and learning It's a cool them.
2: philosophy to have to the team, though. Like, I like that, what you're saying, you know. I can't remember what the original question was, though, you we were talking <laughs> about. Like that, that's where it a very, like, old man rant, but I, I appreciate the heck out of it. And I think a lot of the people that have interacted with you, not only players, but... Outside of uh, you know, soccer, would definitely say that about you. So, well, I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes they listen, sometimes they don't. But <laughs> that's kinda, true. Um, that's true. You know, well, I. That's a double edged sword of the it. <laughs> it yeah. right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, mean, I think uh, I think we did a good job last year. I made sure all the players left with a with a book, um, you know, that is you know pretty close to my heart, and okay. and it kind of taught some teaches some of those lessons. And I've had players that have read that book. And come back to you know with questions. I've had players read that book six, seven years from now come back and ask me questions about it. Wow. And, and it's, um, um, but you know, I mean, you can only you can only put out the information out there, and hopefully there's a coachable moment at the time or a learning moment at the time. Um, and with some players it comes sooner than others, and uh, just like with some children it comes sooner than others. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it works both ways. Yeah. yeah.
0: So kind of rewinding to last season, it was Kalamazoo FC's most successful season. For sure. um, Competitively. And um, I want to kind of just talk about how the season went because I think there are some really high moments and then there were some really frustrating moments with the club. But through that, though, we still were able to post kind of our best record. And also I think it sets us up really well for kind of the season going forward. But – Kind of going back to last season's results. I mean, we picked up two draws against Ann Arbor, who's traditionally a very, very strong side. Um, we were able to pick up a win against Detroit at Detroit City FC, um, and
1: thanks to your last-second goal. <laughs> um, anyways, that's why you put so much emphasis on that. I didn't yeah, that in I, the first no, 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 was no. dang! Uh, I almost, no. I, I'm old. I almost had a heart attack. I was watching. Oh, I've seen you on season. the sideline. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> nearly jump out of your shoes then
0: <laughs> Um. No, but then also just getting some uh, good results just consistently um, picking up two wins against Toledo Mm -hmm. was definitely huge. Um, And I think that really started, though, at the beginning of the season with the 1-1 draw against Monarchos Morelius. Right. And especially playing in front of the amount of fans that came out to that match um, in Kalamazoo.
1: Yeah, I didn't know we had that many haters in Kalamazoo. They were <laughs> More so Monarchist <laughs> fans. Right, right, the Monarchist there fans. It might have been free. hate, but that was an
2: awesome energy. I so saw you were there talking was, about the international uh, well, players. That
1: was awesome, awesome. It's one of the things that I'm hoping that we can generate here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my
0: God! Wow! That's going to be your reaction after you try a new Golden Honey Oat Milk Latte from Big B Coffee. There is no better way to beat the Michigan weather with this new favorite, or if you like the fan favorite salted caramel latte, those are also back in stock. Find your nearest Big B Coffee today and get one for yourself.
1: Crazy. Yeah. Uh, we have some crazy ones here in Kalamazoo. It, you know, it, it, it this is a family town, but you know, I promise those of you that are out there that. You know, uh, families that are listening, we will segregate these idiots down to one end of the field. <laughs> you will have peace and be able to watch a great soccer game, and these guys can do their thing somewhere else. Yeah. So we'll make sure that uh, everybody has a good experience. But I think the energy, like you talked about in the Monarcas game, mm-hmm. was great. Um, and uh, and and we had flashes of it last season. But I think uh, I think you know I think that's one of the goals this season is to put together that fan base um, so that we – because obviously the families have been very supportive and the soccer families, soccer community Mm -hmm. has been very supportive of Kalamazoo FC. You mentioned that we had our best season ever. Our attendance was the best ever as well. And, um, you know, the changes that we made bringing in the food trucks – you know, having the the halftime entertainment, some of these other the entertainment these, for the young kids, yes, as well yeah. things things for the young kids to do. The sponsors tent. you know, some of these changes that we the we beer made. garden, Can't <laughs> <forget> <laughs> right, Can't right. I've got to give Mike credit for the beer garden. Okay, I, mean, uh, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think Mike would have had the team without the beer garden. <laughs> so I mean that uh, that was uh, a dual uh, entity. Yes, yes, okay. yes. So that that was definitely one idea that we kept going forward. Um, but uh, I. I, I mean, I think that the changes we made, the community was supportive. But the, the to be able to get that fa- the fan base and that energy level up is really what we're looking for this year for sure. Definitely. So.
0: And more information will be going out about the Kazooligans mm-hmm. and how you can join. So be on the lookout for that through all of our social media platforms and also through this podcast. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think last year was just really promising, and it was kind of unfortunate because the team was hit by injuries Oh, quite sure, heavily, yeah. especially through the middle of the season, where the weekend that we had away to Toledo Villa and home to the La Liga All-Stars, it was, we had three people go down with knee injuries just right. within that weekend alone. And um, uh, Owen was mentioned earlier, he kind of went down with a knee injury early in the season. And so it was something that c- uh, it was kind of a season of what ifs, like we did very well, but it was also a season of what ifs.
1: Well, I mean, I think if uh, we ended up with six ties, I believe, and I think, uh, you know, if we had three more goals in those games, that would have put us just behind Detroit City, in as far as the standings, we would have made the playoffs, so really, um, in a way, it was three goals short of making the playoffs, you mm-hmm. know, if three of those six ties turned into wins, we pick up six more points, and it makes a big difference, but I think the thing that impressed me more, because you mentioned the injuries, Mm -hmm. I think the thing that impressed me more about, um, you know, how the team responded to that was that, you know, in years past, not just with us, but other teams in the league, as you got near the end of the season in July, if the team wasn't going to, wasn't bound for the playoffs, you started seeing players just disappear and go back home or, or do whatever. Um, The one thing that, I was impressed with, and, and it's I think it's reflective of hopefully the ownership, hopefully of the coaching, um, is that these players all stuck around. We didn't lose anybody because they just got tired of playing, and hey, we weren't making the playoffs or whatever. But so everybody everybody stuck around and right to the end of the season, and um, that hasn't always happened. Can and I
2: ask I think, real quick not to interrupt? But do they have that option to just? completely you know leave the team well how does that work uh, i'm I'm just curious it's
1: a free country i guess Well, heard. so i mean um yeah technically no i mean they commit to the season but but i mean you know the reality of the situation is is you know kids find a reason or players i shouldn't say kids but players find a reason to uh disappear if you will and, and uh um there's been some teams that you know, we're really – and it hasn't happened here okay. at Kalamazoo FC. It uh, didn't happen to to Mike before me, and it didn't happen, obviously, last year. But there's been some teams that, you know, could barely field a team because the players got frustrated. And some of it's because of, you know, where they are in the table. Some of it was simply because there was conflicts with the coaching. Um, but we've been fortunate because, like I said, we had uh, – Coach Shabazz from Kalamazoo College was uh, the first two seasons. Brian the second two seasons. And now we're on to Shane in our fifth season. Mm-hmm. So we've always had quality coaches here, and and the players have had pretty good experiences. Awesome. So
0: yeah, and I think that's something that um, was kind of instilled, at least within the year that I've been involved with the club. Is you know you can only uh, control your attitude and effort, and I think that that was something really kind of preach day in, day out throughout the club um, and the practices that or th- that we had last year is if you're not quite satisfied with wh- how much you're playing and anything like that, like, all right, what can you do to, c- to control it? And so just putting yeah, more effort in it. Yeah. yeah,
1: and I was I was impressed with the professionalism of the players last <laughs> year that they didn't uh, – we didn't have uh, attitude issues because there was no playing time. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, hopefully these guys are at a stage where – you know, that's not, you know, that type of attitude goes away. But, you you know, we've, you know, there's team killers out there. Yeah. And, no. uh, you know, you just, you got to avoid those team killers. I mean, it's, it, uh, not only does it make it not fun, it's just, I mean, it it, it it destroys everything that we're really trying to put together here. And, and you know, I was clear with Brian on that when we were putting a team together because, um, you know, honestly, we, we passed on a couple players that, Potentially could have been a problem, mm-hmm. and uh, um, I've and Shane's uh, Shane's of the same mindset as well. I mean, we we want to, you know, have a team that represents not only Kalamazoo, well, but uh, you know, soccer in general.
0: Yeah, most certainly. So, kind of going forward then to looking at this season coming up is a d- quite a different one with the layout of it because the NPSL – Um, we lost four teams within our division, respectively. So we lost Detroit City FC, Michigan Stars, AFC Ann Arbor, and Grand Rapids FC. And two of the clubs went to USL League 2, while two of those clubs went to the NISA. Um, And the division added three other clubs within the forms of Carpathia FC, Muskegon Risers, and then Fort Wayne. And so it's a totally different layout compared to what the club has experienced um, since its founding, really. And so I think that that is um, definitely something to be visited. And w- what it's going to look like this season, because kind of the three perennial powerhouses of this division are kind of gone with AFC and Arbor and Detroit specifically, um, considering they totaled, I believe, the last five years of wow. division titles. Um, And so the Great Lakes Conference. Right. And so um, I think that, you know, the door is wide open this year. um, Fort Wayne's already kind of been a promising um, rival with what they've put together. But I think that this year is set up well to prime us for kind of a postseason run. And so have you kind of, as the owner, kind of been seeing that on the backside of the house um, with what's been going on at the league meetings. and
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, th- I think um, I'm, not as, I'm not as worried about the competition. I mean, there's, um, you know, whether we're playing uh, USL 2 or in the NPSL, I mean, we're going to, you know, obviously take these teams one, one at a time. Mm-hmm. And um, um, while I appreciate the energy uh, that obviously Detroit City brought to the table, um, and the other clubs brought to the table, um, I think we can, I think we can generate that same same type of uh, of of you know competitiveness within with the new teams that are here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, uh, I mean, I think the shakeup kind of was a little bit surprising to me. Um, I mean, I knew that Detroit City had already committed to go somewhere else, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I wish them the best of luck. Um, you know, there's a lot we can learn from that organization. Um, there's a lot we can leave from that organization, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, anyway. give and take. Yeah, well, they like I said, yeah. you got to give them for the, the energy. The energy, I appreciate it. Um, but I also think that, uh, like I said, the competition that we have, the opportunity that we have within the NPSL to uh, uh, take it to the next level, I, I think is something I'm looking forward to. Um, as far as Ann Arbor and Grand Rapids, uh, you know, going to USL two, um, uh, it it was a little bit surprising. I, I would have wished that they would have said something to me that they were considering making the move Mm -hmm. because it did give us a very solid, you know, uh, base, you know, obviously Grand Rapids just up the road Ann Arbor just down the road towards Detroit. Very similar markets. Yeah. And, uh, um, but I also think that there can be a great rivalry with Fort Wayne and, and Muskegon. I'm looking yeah. forward to that competition because. Sounds like it's
2: already been seed sown from what we were talking about last time in the, in oh, the, yeah. as far as the back yeah. office, like they're coming for you guys kind <laughs> yeah. of a thing. Yeah. I think Fort Wayne,
0: too. I'm originally from Indiana and yeah. Fort Wayne's very similar as far as market and sure. size and kind of. Um, you it's, know colleges within the area, so and a great soccer
1: community down there too. Yeah, no, most certainly. So,
0: um, so I think that that's going to be kind of a natural rivalry as we yeah. move forward. And their ownership group and um, office staff have seemed to be really cooperative with what's been going on. So, yeah, it's it's so kind we, of
1: my mentality. I'll I'll slap around whoever you put in front of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs>
2: Can, can I ask real quick what um what is the criteria for teams if they want to like move into a different league or how does that work out?
1: Um, it's it's really kind of the wild west uh, okay. in my opinion. I mean a lot of people around, right? Yeah, they're <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, so it's uh, you know, it's I you know the cri- the criteria is is really you know it's it's. Uh, kind of a, a preference uh okay. for me personally the npsl has always treated me pretty well gotcha um they've been a professional organization they've been supportive um uh they've been very good about uh letting us as owners individualize what we're trying to do but yet giving us so it's a it's a fine mix between giving us support and not being overbearing as a league gotcha. um you know i mean I would like to tell you that I respond well to overbearing, but that's. I'm going to say right now I don't believe that was <laughs> one. It's not, but it's, it's, not, not <laughs> typ- it's not typically what I respond to. So that's why you're at the top of the pyramid for this, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that they give us the support that they do, but again, not not overbearing. And uh, okay. I think that's the reason that, uh, you know, the NPSL, like I said, the NPSL is where we're at, and I'm hoping that uh, we can represent them pretty well. Um, but depending on what the competition is is the one thing I will say to all the fans out there is is I will seek the toughest competition for this team. I mean, it's it's just how you grow. Sure, um, you play the toughest competition you can, and uh, and you learn from it, and you, and that's what makes you better. And uh, so we'll see how this we'll see how the league is. If it comes to a point where because of all the changes you mentioned, Elliot, mm-hmm. if it comes to a point where you know. We don't see that competition, then we'll have to make a change. But okay. from what I can see from the teams that are in it, I, I think we'll it'll be a competitive season, and, um, and I'm looking awesome. forward to it.
0: Yeah, and I think looking forward to, at the regular season schedule, we start off with Columbus and Toledo um, both away, but both two teams that last year we were able to come away with, um, you know, home and away victories mm-hmm. with each of those clubs. So um, right off the bat, kind of starting off well with opportunities to pick up two early wins, especially on the road. Um, and then we kind of get into the bulk of the season where we face primarily a lot of the teams that are new to this league. And so I think that that's going to be a really interesting mix of where facing something that we've seen before, I think with uh, Columbus and Toledo, and then kind of really getting into the unknown right. and those clubs that we have no experience with. Um or background, But I kind of also wanted to mention um, real quick some of the opportunities coming up um, as well because South Bend Lions, a newly formed USL League 2 team, that's a club that we have a friendly scheduled against on May 3rd. right? And so that's a huge opportunity to kind of test out and see what USL League 2 competition looks like compared to what we've got um, in the form of our team for Kalamazoo FC for this 2020 season. And there's other friendlies that are um, scheduled are going to be announced soon that I think are huge opportunities to kind of see what the li- oh, the sky's the limit for this club and uh, yeah and
1: I think I think uh, like we talked about I think whether we're playing a USL two club or an MPSL club I'm I'm not to be honest with you with the with uh, from what I'm seeing the players that uh, at least on paper I, I think will be competitive no matter we're playing yeah most certainly yeah
0: so um yeah this has been i think you bring a really interesting perspective just from the ownership um side of it because it's very you know it's kind of one-sided when you're a player as a supporter and kind of just understanding how the club operates but knowing everything that kind of goes into the operations of this whole organization um i'm sure it's got
1: to provide some headaches from time to time but um, you know, provides those challenges that I was looking for. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I mean, the, the last thing, uh, the last thing I can tell you that I want to be is bored. Yeah. Not,
2: not on, on that note, can I ask, I think to give more insight into kind of as, as an owner, what it looks like for you, what does a typical day to day look like for a uh, you? Uh, in, in well, this position?
1: you know, I mean, the, to be honest with you, the, where I primarily am focused on right now is, um. You know, obviously, looking for sponsors. Okay. Community sponsors. Um, you know, it's one of the things that, um, that is kind of important. Um, you know, so if you know, if like the small businesses that are out there, they can get represented as far as the advertising. We work with them, you know, to make sure that they have tickets for their customers. Um, you know, we are in partnership with Soccer Zone, so that yeah. you know, when they are sponsors, that not only the advertising. Mm-hmm at the field, but we're also, um, they're also be able to advertise within soccer zone and, you know, um, which, uh, I mean, those folks put through like 10,000 people a week, um, during the season. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you know, um, we've had some, you know, great indoor facilities here in town between the kingdom and soccer zone. So there's, there's a lot of opportunity. there. That's awesome. And, um, so, uh I'm focused primarily on the sponsorship side of it and, um, uh, setting out the preface in the community. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Uh, I will tell and I do have to mention, uh, you know, Caleb Bowers and Colin Howard, who, uh, never heard of them. (laughs) (laughs) They do an excellent job. I mean, they, 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 for the, for the listeners that don't know, obviously they, uh, they're, they're, uh, you know, my back office support, you know, Colin Howard's the general manager and, and Caleb is uh, director of social media and marketing. And those guys do an excellent job of doing a lot of the day-to-day stuff, okay. you know, with the club. Um, and uh, they're also good liaison between the coaching staff, um, you know, Shane and Adam, Adam writes, the assistant coach as well, as if we forgot to mention. True. Um, so, Hi, so they, uh, so they do a good job of it because, you know, one of the things that, that um, I, I don't want to do as the owner is, 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 um, you know, influence or, you know, try to direct the recruiting side of it. That's Shane's, that's Shane's bailiwick. I've got enough on my plate just on the operation side. And, uh, but again, Caleb and Colin do a great job of, of, uh, you know, keeping this club running on a day-to-day, working with the printers, working with, you know, the apparel, working with the uniforms, you know, you know the house. You know they do. Wow. They do a lot of that heavy lifting. And are they
2: housed back in this office right here where we're
0: we're talking right now? They do have a home base. Yeah, just yeah. behind <laughs> uh, just that behind you crazy. Actually. Okay, so. I was just curious. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. Um, for all the I viewers th- th- that can't see us, of course. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> Briefly, I kind of wanted to mention some of the off-field endeavors that the club's participated in within this off-season. Um, specifically, mentioning the Kalamazoo FC Fitness Center, um, which is in the same building that we are currently recording in. Um, which is Soccer Zone Portage, yep. and so the what what was kind of the motivation behind this Kalamazoo FC Fitness Center?
1: Well, you know, one of the things, first of all, fitness is very important to me personally. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you know, and really, I couldn't tell just looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, well, and and you know, one of the things that uh, one of the things that uh, we did last year was put these guys through a fitness test and okay, um, you know, on sit ups and push ups, and I'm. I'm not going to tell you that I was competitive on the sprint side of the thing, but I was, (laughs) or the flexibility, or the flexibility side, (laughs) but I was pretty competitive on the push-up side of things. I can imagine. uh, Yeah. And so, uh, um, so fitness is important, but I think the thing that we're trying to do um, because uh, my goals with this club, I, when I, when I originally purchased the club, I had a five-year goal to make this club self-sufficient. I'm not, you know, like I said, it's a community club. I'm not really worried about the revenue that comes in for it from it personally, but I do want it to make sure that it supports itself and it's self-perpetuating mm-hmm. every year um, at the end of five years. And so different revenue streams are important. And uh, so it, revenue streams from the apparel, obviously ticket sales, sponsorships, um, you know, like I said, merchandise, you know, all these things kind of feed the feed – the, uh, you know, the funding vehicle for the club. Mm-hmm. And the fitness center is, a, is another one. It serves two purposes. First of all, when you go to a college player and say, look, we have, our, we have a fitness center, top drawer, um, you know, with a lot of, you know, the um, equipment. Quality equipment. Quality yeah. equipment yeah. that, Unfortunately, because I'm old, I'm not used to using it. Um, <laughs> Still in the um, learning process yeah, for that. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty yeah. clumsy with that stuff. I yeah. thought you just lift and picked it up. <laughs> <But> it, <laughs> the but, whole machine. <laughs> but they're, but they're uh, uh, high-quality equipment. So when they see that, it's attractive to the players yeah. to, as, a, as a draw here because we're going to use it for our training purposes. But also from a community standpoint, you know, if, you know, right now, I mean, we just opened in, just opened it up really in February. Mm-hmm. And um, but if we can get the membership up to 200, to, I think we figured 200 to 300 members in that uh, fitness facility, and hopefully the fans that are listening understand this that it will support the club, just the profits from the fitness center and support healthy lifestyle for yourselves, support the club. Right. So I mean do yourself a favor and, uh, and obviously the club a favor. check out the fitness center. It's it's uh, like I said, it's top drawer. It's uh, powered by or run by Zoo City Fitness. Who's the uh, Jason Woods is the trainer there. He's also the trainer for Kalamazoo FC, and uh, he does a good job with all ages. Not only does he work with the local youth uh, as far as developing their, you know, their strength and fitness, and in introducing high school kids, high school kids, yeah. you know, the high school level kids, but he also does a great job personal training with folks my age. Mm-hmm. And, uh, because obviously our- Well, ne- both you and Mike Garrett, the former yeah. owner, both worked out, um, yes. <laughs>
0: with Jason, so- Yeah,
1: Jason, has been my trainer for many years, so, um, and I can tell you that he does a great job of, of, you know, mentally understanding the person that he's dealing with. In my case, um, he has to get me to lift less weights, <laughs> just, um, you know- uh, we all experience that problem around the table. It's just kind of, you know, it's kind of a hard thing to admit, but you got to work on your. As you get older, you work on your flexibility and your endurance. Nobody needs to, you know, nobody needs to lift lift up cars anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, it's, I a, it's a mind, it's a mindset change for me, but yeah. as you can tell, I'm struggling with it. Even telling <laughs> you telling you. <laughs> yeah, I thought that that was a, a are. really cut that part out later. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I thought that that was a really interesting endeavor that you don't see a lot of clubs um, participate in and trying to set up a fitness center both for the um, team but also for the surrounding community. And so um, I kind of just think that it speaks to the, again, back to the motto of the club of our town, our team, yeah. and kind of the collective approach that is. And mm. Are they working
2: out? They they can practice in socks when you guys are doing practices either outside or inside. Right? Yeah, we'll probably
1: we'll probably practice. We have the ability to do this, you know, practice indoors here, also at the Kingdom. Okay, Um, cool. Also, uh, uh, we will. uh, You know, we've got the outdoor outdoor here. Probably practice at Drake Road as well. Cool. Uh, But all games are still going to be at Mayor's Riverfront Park down. You know, down right down there by the it's just nice kind of have state. like a yeah like a
2: you know kind of like a campus of sorts where you guys can just call your home and yeah,
1: yeah like and, and like i said i mean the the ability to um not only support the team as far as the, the workout facilities but um hopefully the fans as yeah. well and yeah. it's um, um but it's been an excellent uh been an excellent uh, uh venue so far
0: yeah definitely Excellent. Well, I appreciate your time on here, Dave. I think you provide a lot of great insight. Yeah. You got one more
2: thing. Sorry, I like to cut no, you off. We wanna say, you said it was a new park, right? Or location. Oh, the location. Oh, the location oh, is made. Okay.
1: Okay. Where the games are played? Yeah. Mayor's Riverfront Park. down. Okay. It's down yeah. by the Growlers. Was this, was Same place we, we were wanted to put year. out
2: for any new fans. That was Nick was, was, Nick yeah. was saying. Ah. Is also yeah, nice so Mayor's <laughs>
0: Riverfront is where you can catch the <laughs> club playing. Yep. Um, and you can start looking for. We're going to start putting posters around um, the local community as well as little pocket schedules. Um, but our so- schedule is currently out on social media and, and our website. And our website, yes. Um, so you can. Find us at Kalamazoo.fc on Instagram, um, Twitter, we're, and Facebook. We're on all three social media platforms. Um, Please don't DM us. I'm, <laughs> just, kid, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The, this is where Dave's expertise kind of runs then.
1: Yes, I'm a technology nightmare. We're going to only DM you then, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea.
0: <laughs> um, but you can find out information on the club at kalamazoo dot, Kalamazoo.fc.com. Um, if you're looking for up-to-date information as well as our social media channels. Um, But yeah, we want to thank Dave um, Shufelt for coming on and providing his insight as the owner and kind of the top of the pyramid for us. Um, But then, yeah, from all of us kind of around the table, that is our episode. Ale Kizu!